This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. www.kangaroofern.com. A Gorilla Podcast Syndicate Production. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi to connect with other women who may need someone to talk to around everyday life issues and challenges, from managing career and household to inner productivity, relationships, and other hot topics. Samutsari Conversation with Mimi. Welcome to Samutsari Conversations with Mimi, a podcast featuring hot topics and other topics of interest for men and women alike. This is your host, Mimi Lorilla. Sometimes you are with me solo, and sometimes we are with guests. So when we feature guests, we feature them for their passion and commitment to their professional talents. Here at Samutsari, we share stories to inspire you, stories from ordinary people who make extraordinary things. And in today's episode, I promised a part two of the interview with Jamie and Tina last time about uh, the experiences of international students here in Australia. But today, it's extra special because we have another additional guest. So this is like a panel forum now. And the guests that we have, in addition to Jamie and Tina, so Jamie, for the benefit of the viewers and listeners, just wave so people know which one is Jamie. Tina, (laughs) please also say hi briefly. Um, and our new guest for today is Leia Tadeo. Leia, can you tell our viewers, listeners something about yourself before you are international student of Australia? So what did you do in the Philippines? And now that you're here, what course are you studying? Um, okay, I am Leia Tadeo. I am from Baguio City. Um, oh, I have, I finished my bachelor's degree in psychology. So before I came here as an international student, I was psychometrician, a guidance counselor, and school teacher. So you then, are kind of like in between the experiences of, of, of Jamie and Tina. You are all, all in that space. But here in Australia, what course are you studying? I am finishing my so- master's in social work at the same school with Tina and Jamie. Okay, so at Federation. At Federation, yes. Yeah, okay. So I think you are as excited as they are to forward to the next stage in your life here in Australia. So <laughs> are you planning on bringing back your skills to the Philippines or are you planning on staying here, finding work here and eventually to settle here in Australia? First, I just want to finish my degree here then go back to the Philippines. But after a few years, Australia, Australia is becoming more interesting for me. 
So I think I'll give a shot here and try to see what happens after I graduate. Yeah. And then let's see. That's good. Do you have a family or are you still st- single? I'm single. Okay, single. I'm ready to mingle. <laughs> yes. Available. So many opportunities. Remember, Australia is so big. It's a country and yes. a continent in itself. So there are many states and uh, lots of people that you will meet along the way. Okay, so for the benefit of those who are watching us for the first time or listening us for the first time, the first episode really talks about Tina and Jamie's journey, what they have gone through as international students here in Australia, particularly in Melbourne, because we are based in Melbourne. And today, we agreed that we will do a part two to dive deeper into some of those issues, challenges. And ladies, when I did my research, you know, I'm preparing for my show. I found that you, you have to tell me if this is true or not true. But based on my research, there are at least a minimum of five areas where most international students experience the most challenging aspects of their life. Number one is financial hardship, which is true because you you mentioned that the last time. Differences in the educational system, you mentioned that. Language barrier is another major thing. Uh, cultural differences, you know, studying from somewhere other than where you are now. Obviously, you, there are other people from different cultures that you uh, meet every day, the, the way that the teachers, uh, the, the culture of the school itself is, is different from one school to the other. And sometimes there are instances of workplace harassment. And this is because if you are working outside of this to make ends meet, then you are, um, you know, you would definitely experience also those little, I don't know, not necessarily bullying maybe, but some dif- difficulties to adapt to your to your work, especially if you're working uh, in a different job right now to survive. So I want to open the discussion right now in terms of um, what you think among the five that I mentioned is very relevant to you or is more rampant or prevalent as far as Filipino international students. So anybody can respond to that question. Because I've been away from the school for so many years, so my experience might be different. But now uh, that you all share the same school, you know each other, and you know, you know the pathway to residency, for example, have you ever experienced any of these five opening up that question? Yes, I definitely experienced that one. Which one, Tina? All of them? Some uh, of them? Being bullied by... Because I'm doing my part-time work at the aged care facility and one of the employees talked to me during our break in the staff room. And um, we were just eating there and then she suddenly said that, oh, why is it the government, Australian government, keep on accepting international students here and then if they're going to work here, they get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So they said that students, international students are not worthy to stay here. And I'm there, I'm eating, and I'm holding my knife and fork, and I'm feeling numb. And I could not say anything, because there's some other stuff too. What I did, I just walk out, and then by the time the other employee walked to, to my side, I talked to her, and then she's the one advocate that, that my feelings, I'm not comfortable with the other employee. So, right. yeah, she told that um, the employee that um, to not to say something harsh because that will be a form of bullying and if Tina will experience that again she will report you so it gives me a courage to yeah to stand up for my, myself but 
I did not say directly to her, but on behalf of me, there's someone standing for me. That's good. That's good that uh, there are people in your workplace that are standing up for you because what if you have no one? <laughs> uh, how are you going to handle this? Uh, have you escalated this issue to your manager? Have you brought it up to their attention or you just kept quiet at this time? I just kept quiet because um, I read the policy that it's until third time for the bullying instances, but I keep on record, I put it in my small notebook, and if that's gonna happen again, I'm gonna record it again, and then uh, we'll move forward to the next step. Yeah, so it's so sad to hear those stories. What about you, Jamie and uh, Leah? Do you have any experiences similar to Tina? So, so far, far uh, For me, I, I experienced it during my first work because I applied in a hotel as a housekeeper the manager would shout at me every time I commit a mistake. So for me, I experienced a little bit of trauma working in a hotel setting and working as a housekeeper because every time, only a small detail of mistake, he would shout. um, I can hear my name being shouted along the corridor of the hotel. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking on the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So I think that's the first trauma that I experienced. So every time I hear the sound of the elevator, the bell from the elevator or a bunch of keys, I panic because I know that he will come again and shout at me. Mm. So are you still feeling anxious every time you hear those keys or the um, bell ringing? Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. Not That's anymore. <laughs> so uh, because Jamie, you haven't experienced this, so I'll go back to Leah and, and, and Tina. How did you manage your anxiety, uh, your emotional stress? Did you go to the doctor or did you just keep it to yourself or... How did you, uh, you know, did you let it prolong or you you dismissed it? Something like, you know, I better take it out of my head so I don't feel more traumatized. Because you need to continue working. You know, you have to go back to that place. And you don't want to be, you know, scared. Because I experienced that before. I used to work in a place in Quezon City. I hated the boss. I always get stomach cramps and and um, diarrhea with the thought of going to a meeting with that person. I hope it didn't happen to you. But how did you manage it? Emotional stress and psychological. I actually told them a lie that I'm moving out of out of Melbourne because I think it's the only way for me to get out of that one. And it's only the way. I think for me, it's the only way for me to save my sanity. Because the manager would also call me after working hours just to inform me about my mistakes again. Okay. So I think that's the only time, that's the only way for me to escape him. Yeah. What about you, Tina? What was your strategy? Did you tell uh, something like a little white lie to get out of the situation? Uh, As for me, I just widen up my perspective, my thinking. That certain employee just saying that one, maybe she's not aware of the policy or the Australian government idea while they keep on accepting international students here. Because all we know, 
that the big part of the pie graph in the uh, economics in Australia, if there's no international students here, the economy will back down. Yes. So that's what I'm I am one of the important person here that why Australian government accepting us. So that's why I keep just keep boasting myself and then but uh, deep inside of me there's something also. And I I'm reach out with my sisters. I talk to them and then they give me emotional support. That's good. So I'm picking up two things. To protect yourself if you don't have anyone with you. If it needs a white light to get out of the situation, why not? And in Tina's case, she's got her support network, her support system uh, through her family and then through her knowing the rules of the trade. You know that you are important here. So maybe those people have not read about the rules. So that's important. I, I, the reason why we're, we're extracting this information from you is so other people can, can learn from you guys if they are also in the same situation. So that was workplace harassment. Jamie, because you didn't experience that, which among the other five areas do you did you find the most challenging? I think the most challenging among those five was the structure and the academics. The, I think um, the difference is that in the Philippines, we were used to the normal true or false or multiple type kind of exams. But when I came here and studied my social work, degree in Federation University, I encountered assessments that are mostly essays. And um, I'm not the type of person who loves essays. So it was kind of hard for me because I really need to prolong sentences and make sure that I get the word the word limits yeah. per essay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was uh, it was a challenging for me, but mm-hmm. with the help of co-students, I was able to manage to. I, I was able to get some tips on how to do assessments that are mostly essays. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And I noticed that um, the Australian prompts, you know, those the prompts, those questions, don't really mean one question. One question has four different layers that you have to tackle each and every part of it. For example, they say they provide a scenario first. For example, the Australian government provides resources for internationals. Name one challenge of international students. Discuss why this is this and, that, and suggest ways of that, that, that. So in yeah. one question, you already have four or five things you have to uh, address in 250 to 300 words. So I understand yes. exactly what, what you're talking about. Um, so let's go back to the other area that uh, we discussed the last time. Financial is really a very challenging thing for to face. And Tina and Jamie talked about what they did, how, how they managed to raise the funds to study here. So Leah, in your experience, are you sponsored by the Australian government? Are you a scholar from the Philippines? Did you self-fund your studies here? Um, how are you surviving your your um, everyday needs and your tuition fees and all of that. If you um, don't mind me asking that <laughs> It's my father who's co- who provides all of my financial needs. So <laughs> he, because our tuition fee is really expen- expensive and it's really impossible for only one person to earn that much amount of money in a certain month. So we have to pay around more than 12000 every four months. 
five months. Wow. So it's really impossible with our lim- limited working hours. We cannot. It's really impossible for us to pay that on our own. So, so scholar ni scholar ni papa. Papa. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the thing is, at least you have some parents to, you know, um, support you. That they, they they really want you to succeed. So your success is their payment that you cannot return to them in a material way. But it's the feeling of the pride and, and, and your achievement is the yeah. price that they are really after. So my hypothetical question is, what if there, you know, you can't do your work at the moment, you know, or somebody or your boss fires you? What would be your strategy in order to raise funds again to make your to make you float, um, um, meaning to make you financially afloat while waiting for a job? Because remember, you're almost done. And um, sometimes with your some, I heard some people there on a bridging visa. I'm not sure whether you guys are your visas are current or whether you're bridging visa. So there are also like you said some restrictions on the number of hours you, that mm-hmm. you can you can um, you know take for for your work so what what would be an alternative for you while waiting for the job what would you do if you run out of cash if you run out if you get fired from your job right now and ask my father again for money <laughs> ask your mother for more money okay because you with have, the um land in the philippines you can sell or animal farm animals you can sell or things like that okay so at least there are some resources available yeah tina what about you what are you going to do if worse comes to worst at the moment um, actually i'm engaging in online business right now okay so doing something <laughs> online is good so what is this online business maybe some people are listening to us might be interested in your online business uh, it's an energetic uh, product but actually it was just suggested by my friend from canada okay and I- I am just a student uh, visa holder here and I don't have enough mo- money to start that business so she helped me okay she actually money to to do the registration form and everything so I am so lucky okay so at the moment that that helps you out with your commission and uh, your product sales maybe yeah that's good yeah. so uh, online is good I haven't really thought about that but that's a good suggestion Jamie what about you it, what would you do if worse comes to worst? Actually, I am thankful that my brother is a chef. So I'm actually collaborating with him. Actually, it's an idea now, especially now because he has limited work. But um, we were collaborating about selling food, like Filipino food that he cooks. So maybe um, I'll share it with you if you're interested. We're doing online business as well, just like Astina's of Filipino online food for extra income, especially That's good. This. So which areas are you servicing? Are you self- servicing whole of Melbourne, the east, the west, the north? Um, as of now, maybe we're um, servicing um, north, the north part of Melbourne. So, Okay, that's into- good. That's great. So send me the link so we can um, promote it as well. <laughs> send me the link so we can promote it. You know, we have to help each other. At the moment, what I'm doing is studying, like self-study. For example, how to do social media management, how to do... So I'm I'm more of the service-oriented industry because I want to upskill myself. So I can also do other on-the-side things aside from, you know, my day job. 
just because I'm I'm interested in it and we always talk about you know upskilling, learning, continuous learning, always trying something. What is the secret to a person who is an international student to survive? Like last time, that was where we landed, Tina and Jamie. That was our last. That was our last topic, but we ran out of time. So I want to kind of uh, extend that you know subtopic, if you want to call it subtopic. How, what is in it? What is in you as individuals, as women, that helps you survive all the struggles? We talked about, you know, being true to yourself. Don't stop. Jamie said, think about it like, wala ka nang babalikan. You know, this is it. <laughs> so apart from that, are there any other things? Maybe we we'll start with Leah because she, she will probably inject a fresh idea so you don't get influenced by what <laughs> <laughs> so if somebody is here, is here or wants to be like you, how to be you, how to be you, Paul, what, advi- what advice will you give them? How to survive your life here? For me, I think I survived because of my support group. Because you have to find someone here in Australia that you can talk to, that you are, you are comfortable talking to. Because sometimes if you talk uh, to people in the Philippines, even though you're close, they won't know your struggle here until they see you or they experienced it. That's right. So I think it's find a good support group among your classmates or anyone from your community that you can trust. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. So what if you are like uh, Jamie, a solopreneur? <laughs> you know, when she started, she felt all alone. And um, Tina also mentioned that even though you have relatives here, they're not necessarily going to be near you, that you have to be very independent, how are you going to manage that? I think you just have to be, you should have a high resiliency, you have to be resilient, yeah. and you have to have a strong, yeah, be so resilient with everything, yeah. because one of my friends told me that you cannot rely on anybody here except yourself, so you really have to help yourself. Yeah. Jamie, anything because, to add from your experience or your thoughts which you shared the last time? I think self-care strategies. It is important for someone to develop a self-care strategy like for example dancing, doing yoga would be helpful because sometimes your support group may not be available when in times of need. For example, sometimes I I experience like I, I experience being super sad and then Leah or Tina is not available to talk. So I have to think of another way so that my stress or my anxiety would be you know lessened. So I do yoga. So I encourage everyone to do yoga as part of their self-care strategy because it really helps. Your I'll mental. try yoga. I don't know if I can do those different positions. I don't <laughs> think my body is soft enough to, to do those. <laughs> But I'll see. I'll, I'll try to YouTubing it and see how I go. Now, my question is slightly different for Tina because Tina is a mom. Tina um, has kids. So uh, <laughs> if, if, if she's on a different level. She's no longer single. She has a husband. She has uh, to think about many things. Tina, I, I think I can relate to you more because I also... But how, how... I think you what you have um, has more layers of pressure and stress. So like you said before, sometimes ka, um, you, you can't help it because of everything that's, that's going on. How do you deal with that? Um, tell us how, how what it's like for you. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> so I think lucky enough that I'm with my husband here in Melbourne. Because otherwise, if he wasn't here, I am in depression stage, maybe. So that's my one of my secrets that it's because of my partner. And then the other one is just like, I'm thinking that, no, I'm knowing that others struggles too. So it's not only me. And I, I eliminate the habit of being pity, self-pity. Because at first, during my first year here in Melbourne, I'm always myself, just like I'm thinking that what I'm doing here, just like the self-pity is above me, but then I try to eliminate it. And until now, I, I try to be more resilient. Yeah. And also accept support. Because at first, I'm always shutting down people because I don't want them to know my problems and everything. Mm -hmm. But then as I said that find someone that you can talk to, especially those people that who could feel in it's just like empathetic feeling. It's just that she knows that what are your struggles here. Yeah. So I a uh, right person to tell my problems. And it's also good for us to talk about these things in open forums because some people might be just kiri kim kim la. They're just taking it to themselves. They're not, you know, letting it out. And maybe if, if by any chance they listen to us, they say, oh, so it's not only me, like you said. There's other people are also undergoing that. So they don't feel that, um, you know, the world is too heavy on their shoulders because they can obviously reach out to other people and you, you're, you're giving them good advice, which is really, really good. So my, my next question is, moving towards the future and, and your plan is obviously to succeed in your field, how are you going to pay it forward once, once you reach that success? You know, you, you already got what you, what you were waiting for all your life and you want to share that success to other people. How do you think you will be paying it forward or how, how are you going to give back to the community, so, so to speak? Do you have, uh, are you already thinking of that or maybe not? Tina waving your hand so that means you are ready. Yeah, um, I, actually I shared this to Leia before that I told her that if ever going to be a success social worker here in Melbourne or in another state. So I'm going to give back what I, ha I earned here. So mm. it's just like, it's because I'm a public teacher in overseas, so I experienced and I, I've seen those kids that they don't have any shoes. So my plan is to give every year a just like shoes that could, <laughs> yeah, fill in the the their needs of the kids there because they are walking from their home barefoot. Yeah. So it's so sad. So That's it's nice. Just like, yeah. You're Friends like Corina Sanchez, but Corina yeah. Sanchez gives slippers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Slippers, mine is just like the the Crocs. It's just like that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. You're level up. You're level up because your shoes. She's just providing slippers. <laughs> but that's good. That's something you need to keep in mind because that's a nice project to do. Leah, any anything you want to do in the future or what your plan is when you become a successful social worker? Actually, I'm still thinking, but maybe I'll just go to my old workplace because they have a social work class there so maybe i can impart some of my knowledge on how social workers here in australia work yeah. and compare it to the philippines and also encourage them that they are on the right path and uh, being social workers are really fulfilling 
Yeah, that's nice. Okay, that's a good plan too. So start small and then expand from that. Jamie, your thoughts? Um, I actually have two plans. The first one is to pay back to my parents who sent me here to study. That's my first goal after succeeding here. And then the second one is actually I'm I'm starting it now. I am looking for an organization to help, but I am focusing on kids as well, just like Tina. And I am planning to um, like give them school supplies so that they can do their studies and continue it. And, you know, someday they would be like me to be successful and share it with others. Too. Yeah, you will be the youth's influencer, the future <laughs> idol of those students very nice ladies i really want to end our program on a high and i really like all your ideas and i want our audience or our viewers to also think about how they could give back once they become successful. so i hope that you did like our show for today so this is a very short show and i think we've, we've covered everything and i hope that you know you keep in mind that you are now one of those people that uh, others will be looking up to based on on your experience so keep it up and you're almost there at the end, you know, just uh, a little pinch and then you're done and you're on your way to the ultimate song. So Jamie, Tina, and Leah, very, very thank you. Uh, I really, really am appreciative of the fact that you're here. I think we have to end the program now and hopefully you guys can come back when you're successful. Tell me what you have been doing and that will be the greatest gift that you can offer my show. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is to continue to become my consultants. You're like my consultants now because uh, we, we share our experiences and, and share it to the others. So thank you, ladies. And uh, for the rest of our viewers, if you have any other stories or topics that you wish to feature in the show, please reach out to me via my email, amyatdiamondcoach.com. Samosari is a member of the Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Please watch the other shows of the Guerrilla Podcast Network. But Watch my show as well. Obviously, Samut Sari. Please like and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Thank you, ladies. Let's say goodbye to them. And here's wishing you a good day. And um, to all my viewers, hope to see you in the next conversation. Bye. Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.guerillapodcastsyndicate.com where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Gorillas Are We on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. A Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Production We are Independent Podcast Network We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.kangroofern.com www.kangaroofern.com